1: Hold music. You want to avoid it? And so do your customers. So say goodbye to hold music and hello to faster, smarter support with Salesforce. Make service more personal and agents more productive using built-in trusted AI. Then watch costs and wait times drop and satisfaction soar. Support customers in a whole new way with Service GPT. Learn how at salesforce.com servicegpt service GPT. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young Podcast. On today's episode, we have Kid Super here with us. Kid Super was showcased as a main event at Paris Fashion Week last year, and I've been following Kid Super for quite some time. They just recently raised over half a million dollars with Russ And I'll make sure to link that down below so that you can learn more. And before we get into the show, please take a moment to share this episode with a friend, screenshot this episode, share it on social media, and last but not least, enjoy the show. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I never run ads. But I've made an exception because I truly believe in this company and actually use the product myself. So here we go. Today's episode of Rise of the Young is brought to you by Catch, a free tax withholding and benefits platform for anyone. Whether you're a podcaster like me, graphic designer, hairstylist, entrepreneur, or all around hustler, you can tell Catch to automatically take a percentage from each paycheck or payment you receive to be set aside for your taxes, time off, or a rainy day. Catch also offers retirement accounts. Even if you have student loans or debt, it's never too early or too late to save for your future. With Catch's percentage-based contribution system, it doesn't matter if you receive $30, $3,000, or $30,000, they'll put away whatever percentage you'd like each time you're paid for free. So sign up now with promo code KC2020 at catch.co to get $10 after you save $100 in Catch. Here we go. All right. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have Kid Super here with us. Thanks so much for coming on, my man.
0: Woo! I'm
1: here. I'm excited about this, man. I want to first off address uh, just something that I'm super stoked about. I know recently um, what you've been talking about on Instagram, you and Russ raised half a million dollars um, for – black-owned organizations, and for everyone that may not know who you are, what you do, um, you have such an incredible brand, and you have such a unique culture that you've built all across social media, but I'd love for you to tell the audience more about what you do from a creative perspective regarding clothing and painting before we dive into it. Yeah, so I guess Kid
2: Super was a brand I started when I was quite young um, that progressed into different mediums basically just because of my curiosity of wanting to be able to do different things. So I was always good at painting. I was always good at drawing and I applied that to t-shirts and from there, the t-shirts turned into sweaters, the sweaters turned into hats, hats turned into full Paris fashion week collections. And that was just kind of me taking any opportunity that I had and making the most of it. And so a lot of people are always curious or wondering why I do so many different things but for me it's kind of all under this kid super creative umbrella and it doesn't seem so much as different things it's just the same mindset applied to different problems so if it's if i have to do an art show or a music video or a claymation or a fashion show to me they're all kind of the same thing that's and yeah i mean each each progression of the brand has always been kind of organically okay this opportunity came let's try to do the biggest and always trying to level up and do crazy projects
1: yeah yeah when did you first start getting you know like these collaborations with whether that's high level artists or doing the the video shoots? like what was that transition point the thing is people always think that it's like this moment
2: and they always think like oh how did column get in contact with russ or how did column and like specifically right now like what's popping just dropped the music video and tori lane and jack harlow are wearing it it's like how did that happen but it's funny like each or joey badass or all -hmm. these different people it's all a personal relationship kind of like in a way, I put on Russ. Like, Russ lived with me in my basement when he was nobody, and I was more popping and introducing him to different people. I'm so people, people are always thinking, like, oh, Russ is now putting you on. It's like, Russ used to live in my basement for uh, five months, and I was showing him and telling everybody and that to listen to Russ. And so it's a funny – so, like, that's just me supporting a young artist that ended up being successful but i was just a that was a relationship thing we're the same age we both liked each other's hustle i just liked him right. around and i was like hey i built this recording studio live in my basement and right. then a lot of different people it's like before they were famous came through the kid's super building and now since we have that long lasting relationship as people succeed we maintain it and I think as they level up, I always try to level up. So it's like we're at the yeah. same uh, mentality, I think.
1: That's dope, man. That, that's super cool. I'd love for you, speaking of Russ, I'd love for you to touch on what you guys recently did together. I know, like I brought up at the beginning of this episode, but you guys raised over half a million dollars for Black-owned organizations. Um, yeah. Where did this idea come from, and how did you? why did you guys decide to partner on this? So the reason we partnered, because three years ago,
2: Russ did his first ever like big festivals right and it was Rolling Loud it was one in Atlanta one in Vegas whatever but Rolling Loud I remember was one of them and he was like yo I'm about to do five festivals in a row because I think it was like festival season he's like what should I wear (laughs) we were going back and forth because he wanted to wear Kid Super and stuff and I was like look this is your first like he had just hit a million followers and everything blah, blah blah. I was like this is your chance to like mad people are gonna see this let's make some like powerful clothing and it's funny like thinking back at it it's like yeah i didn't care at all about kids super being seen i was just like let's make some powerful statements yeah. so one of the we made like four of them obviously one went super viral the one if you how long how much lean and zans does it take till you realize you're a loser or something yeah. like that i remember that um, I remember crazy <laughs> that one went crazy but before that one we had done three, two others, and one of them was this uh, racism one, If White Silence is Pro-Racism or Speak Up, the shirt that we just released. So we had done this three years ago. And so when this whole movement started, me and him were like, damn, like, we were talking about this not to, like, be saying that we were first or anything but because we're obviously not but we were talking about it three years ago yeah. let's re-release this t-shirt because it already had momentum and that other lean t-shirt had gotten so viral we knew that like because it was the same my painting handwriting yeah. i knew and same like style i knew it would take off so that was the reason because we had done it in the past so we we're like fuck it let's let's try to rerun it and also it was like i'm a clothing brand what's one thing I can do to raise the most amount of money people were donating. So, yeah. And I think we were like, we were one of, once we started making t-shirts, so many brands started. So we were definitely an inspiration, but we thought we were going to sell like 500 t-shirts, maybe 400 t-shirts. We sold 15,000.
1: Wow.
0: You guys,
2: half a million, but no one understands like, there was a, those t-shirts were only $28. Yeah. So you have to sell so many t-shirts to get to half a million. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty yeah. overwhelming. We were, we were shocked. And yeah. then I did my own little one um, that raised a little bit. And yeah, so it was super tight. How did you guys
1: I, originally meet?
2: So uh, my friend, well, what was cool about the t-shirt before is we got to speak with the founders of Black Lives Matter on the phone and that was crazy experience because yeah amazing and just to hear the story of how black lives matter started and to think was just like an organic idea that normal people started that ends up now black lives matter is a huge like concept it's now an idea that they it's like every street names are called it you know like black lives matter and i got to speak with one of the founders which was really cool For sure. um and then we got to hand pick where we wanted to donate yeah uh, and so yeah and then how did me and
1: Russ meet yeah. uh he said he was sleeping on your floor I think that's a you know there's a there's a lesson in that because I know he always talks about his come up and right his story it's like these are the stories people don't hear and I think that's the unique thing that people don't understand is moments like that where you have to stay at someone's Right. five months when you're hustling in the studio and that's what people uh,
2: see right yeah it's funny like people always call like russ an industry plant and we're we were like in the basement wondering why nobody was listening to his music so it's like so funny to hear the content yeah. and he was dropping like millions of songs but uh the way we met was he had like gotten on some blogs a little bit and his band camp had, like, a million songs or something like that. Uh, and he was starting this SoundCloud thing. And uh, one of my friends, who was, like, trying to become a manager, was just interested in music, hit him up and was like, dude, you're awesome. And he had, like, I think he had, like, 800 Instagram followers. Like, legitimately wow, no a normal boy. person. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. And I had, like, 12K. Okay. At, or something like that. And Or maybe 6K. I think I might have had 6K. Okay. And so, um, yeah, he hit him up and was like, hey, man, like, you're awesome. You should come up to New York and just meet new people. And he was in Atlanta, and he was like, yeah, I'll come up to New York because any opportunity was down. And he wanted to shoot some music videos. And so my friend was like, you should meet Kid Super. He'll help you. Uh, he'll direct some music videos. So I was like, and he asked me like, hey, Colm, you want to direct some music videos? I was like, sure, why not? And so I did Gypsy. I directed Gypsy's music video. And then we were just meeting, talking and like, we related. I liked him as a person. Yeah. We're the same age. So it was like, hey, man, um, sorry. It was like, you want to see the store, obviously. And I was like, I just built a recording studio in the basement. And so I was like, hey, you should check out this basement. Yeah. And it's a cool, it wasn't obviously the best recording studio, but it was a great vibe. And I had stolen a vending machine door. So it slides open into the a recording studio. And he loved it. it. was like, this is awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, you can stay like as long as you want. And we kind of just like built a cool creative relationship. Yeah. And so from there, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, like that's the story. Yeah, that's super cool, man. I know that uh, you brought up Paris Fashion Week. How did that opportunity come up in your life? And how did, what did that moment mean to you? Because that's literally the epitome of design. and Right. So that
2: really wasn't an opportunity. That was just, I went for it. So it's like you can, obviously you can throw a fashion show at the same time as Paris Fashion Week and yep. not be on the official calendar. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to throw a fashion week in Paris or fashion show in Paris during Paris Fashion Week. And I hope like that's like how you audition, basically, is like you have to throw your own. So it just it got a ton of good reviews and press. And so then I did it again and I still got rejected from the actual calendar. And then I did it a third time or applied a third time and they accepted me. Wow. And to think, like the kid, super brand, comparative to all the other brands, like it couldn't be diff- more different. Like we yeah. release clothes whenever the fuck we want. We focus more on uh, like creative projects yeah. or doing silly things. It's me and a couple friends, like that are that aren't even fashion people, that are just hanging out making stuff. So it's pretty crazy to be compared with so Louis Vuitton, Dior, Dior Hermès. Yeah yeah it's wild
1: when you go into this creative mode like what what inspires you for different projects and how do you you know pick and choose what ideas to to place in different videos or different um events
2: you just really got to go for it for me it's like we deadlines are huge inspire inspiration for me and uh uh like rules and failures and all that stuff are huge what's this good um oh cmos this yeah. kid on instagram fire also we just got the chlorine it's in there if you want to bring it and try to figure it out in the hallway sorry um but but what were you we saying oh uh, creative ideas yeah I mean, for me, for me, it's just like throwing myself out into this it's like okay we have to do a paris fashion week so I have to come up with a concept. So I have to, you know what I mean? And then from there, it's like, I think a lot of people don't put like enough pressure on themselves to come up with an idea. And yeah. so they give themselves too much time and they give themselves. So yeah, if, if I had a million years to come up with the perfect fashion show, it would, I would be constantly second guessing myself. And yeah. so these, it's like, fuck it, dude. You have to come up with an idea. The yeah. idea, you better figure it out
1: when did you start putting out content on social media and building an audience there? I mean, it's funny
2: cause I was making t-shirts before Instagram cause Instagram's only like seven years old or six years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I was making t-shirts in high school. So I was, it was funny. I was like in high school, I was like, how do you get people that aren't your friends to buy your clothes? <laughs> and so I didn't under, it really was hard. You had to have like a brick and mortar with your community. And then that people would find it from, like, okay, you're in Soho. I went to Soho to shop. I found your store. But nowadays, yeah, it's just Instagram and stuff or social media. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I never, I was just being myself. I was super transparent. I don't treat the Kids Super Instagram as a brand. Like, you never, you always see my captions. I always say hi. I always say, like, post my failures or me doing silly stuff.
0: Yeah. And
2: for me, that was just, because I'd go to a brand's uh, Instagram and it'd be so just sterile, yeah. which might be good for sales. But for me, it was, it was never about sales. It was creating like a community and having fun and stuff like that.
1: What's your advice to you know, up-and-coming designers that are looking to build that brand, build that community because you've done that so well? Yeah, I mean, one, it takes longer than you
2: think community friendship all that shit is time you know what yeah. I mean and now I've done I've been doing it for when I was so young that even you can say like my relationship with Russ like Russ doesn't fuck with new people really yeah because obviously he's uh like questions people whatever <laughs> totally. but also he's a diva <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm saying like that relationship came with time all of it came with time so yeah People want this overnight success and I just don't believe in the overnight success. I also don't respect the overnight success. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to wear a brand that blew up in a year. Yeah. I want to wear a brand that has a story and everything. Yeah. Totally.
1: Where did the name Kids Super come from for everyone that's wondering?
2: Yeah. Um I really was like in high school when I was starting to make T shirts, I was like four foot eight didn't have pubic hair, like, the most, like, young kid ever. So I really was this, like, kid super character where I can be, thought I could be anything and everything. And so we were, like, freestyle rapping one day and uh, on, like, Instant Messenger. And I was like, yeah, I can be, I was like, I like the idea that these uh, rappers create this, like, superhero persona. And they can, like, they become these bigger-than-life characters. Yeah. And so I was like, I could be Super Kid. And someone responded, or my best friend responded, Kid Super. And I was like, Kid Super's kind of a fire brand name. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I had another brand name I was working on in high school, and I, like, kept switching it with Kid Super. And I was like,
0: hmm, hmm.
2: But what I liked about Kid Super was, like, the story that you could be a Kid Super. It constantly inspires me to be this superhero figure. I remember, just like I've said it before, but I dropped these sunglasses, these, uh, not sunglasses, ski goggles, right? And with ASAP tie. And I was doing this promo video where I there it wasn't snowing at the time. So I was like, okay, I'll just ski down the scare the staircase in the store. And I was like on top of the staircase and we didn't have ski boots. We got the skis from a thrift shop. So I duct taped my just regular shoes to skis, but you forget that how important it is to be strapped in. And so I'm looking over the edge and I'm like, this is such a stupid idea. But I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm kid super. I got to go for it. And so uh, I literally went down and like, it was so painful when I landed and, or like I wouldn't say landed crashed uh, at the bottom, but yeah, that's kind of like the kid's super spirit's always making me take that leap. Yeah. And So like Paris Fashion Week was a leap. Uh, just like doing music videos and fashion and art shows is a leap, but it's oh, always pushing me to be this like out of the this crazy figure.
1: That's the the definition of living your brand, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I mean, like a
2: lot of brands are called or like their ethos is like either super luxurious or like kind of uh like scumbaggy or like whatever and so like you have to kind of constantly be embodying this brand and for me luckily it's like kids super so authentically me that it works and yes. that's another thing if you're starting a brand you want to be authentically you or what you want to be yeah and so
1: so do you have like a dream partnership or collaboration that is on your dream board in any sense? Um. So I just did one of my dreams. I made a soccer cleat with
2: Puma. So oh, that's a pretty,
0: that.
2: yeah, we oh, have a soccer huh. cleat coming out. Okay. So that's, that was a dream collaboration. Uh, I fucking love Ronaldinho. He's okay. a soccer player. Yep. And I've been trying my hardest to get a, a collab with him. Uh, but he's Nike, he's a Nike athlete, and I have this puma contract but um that one yeah, i mean we're do- yeah. we're hitting a lot of these these dream things yeah, um, yeah I think like w- everything I'm doing now just scaling it up, so like a bigger art show. I've been doing a lot of like m- little t v shows on Instagram, but making that big like a real t v show and stuff like that That's um
1: good with uh i know you brought up earlier jack harlow that that entire music video they were rocking it um when it comes to things like that the importance of getting your clothes in music videos when it comes to just building the brand awareness what does that feel like and what is the aftermath of you know a song like what's pop and they're wearing your clothes right as like, a designer what do you feel on the back end from that because that's what a lot of people you know people don't see that perspective And was i think
2: before back in the day when there is like less uh content it meant more okay but now it's just like there's so many uh so many things happening that it's not it doesn't it's not like an overnight like oh shit you're in what's popping your life has changed wow it's not like that at all yeah, People don't even like necessarily buy what it is. It just like for your audience that you already have, they'll be like, okay, Tory Lanez is wearing it. This must be cool. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, it helps like solidify the actual design, but it's not so much, you don't get overnight sales because they're not tagging it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard to find. Oh, yeah. um, that's why like people always say like Supreme half of their clothes just says Supreme on it. Right. Yeah. And people hate that. They're like, it's such a logo driven brand or even high end brands. It's like Gucci, Gucci. Yeah. But the uh, concept is when people do wear it in these videos and stuff, you see exactly what it is. You know what I mean? So you have to be the brand whore a little bit and you have to write kids super huge on stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean that, is uh yeah it's it's crazy to see what i think is like if you wear my clothes we're best friends yeah that's what <laughs> i feel is uh pretty well, cool I mean,
1: for sure especially I mean, there's there's so many brands out there from designer brands to brands people love wearing yeah so, they didn't have to wear my yeah i saw so, sure, that's the most like personal thing you can get with someone is getting them wearing a piece of your clothing no and it's cool because like
2: I don't know some of these people like some, like I do know Jack Harlow and he came yeah. to the store and he's awesome, but I do not I don't know Tory Lanez. I've never met him or talked to him, but okay. now if I do meet or talk to him, I'll be like, I think we're best friends, man. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. So for listening for
1: yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much time. I have one more question before I let you go, man. Sure. Just moving forward into 2020, what are you excited about with the kid super brand and what should people be staying tuned for?
2: Right. So I have a Puma collab coming in out in like two months and we're launching a cartoon like to promo it. Okay. And I have this cartoon series coming out that I'm super excited about. And uh yeah, I mean that's for this year. And the the cartoon series was inspired by COVID because we had to do we were gonna do this whole tournament and event and everything. Yeah. And now we're um obviously we can't have that so and i always wanted to make my own cartoon so now i have this little cartoon coming out
1: that's sick man well uh that's amazing my man what is the best place for people to stay in touch with everything you you got going on
2: yeah i think Instagram's the only one i really like pay attention to i'm horrible at twitter i don't even know what to talk about um and yeah instagram at kid super
1: perfect